0: Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app.
1: Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here.
0: Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and I hope that you are social distancing somewhere in the great outdoors, and, and having fun. Fun with family and friends, or or maybe you're on a solitary venture today, casting a, a real coachman dry fly for a native brook trout on a remote high mountain stream, or maybe you're kayak fishing on a quiet cove, pitching a, a beetle spin for bass or panfish, or maybe you're just gliding along right at sunset with your Anita bow in hand and slinging arrows at John Asian carp or gar. You know, there's so many places out on the water that one can retreat away from the crowds. It's a special time. Well, there's lots of great fishing and bow fishing action and opportunities out on the water, both fresh and salt water, all across the country. And that said, before you head on out, you've got to stop on at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's where you're going to find everything you need to fish, bow fish, or even cook your catch. Well, with the dramatic increase in fishing license sales over the last few months, many first-time anglers are looking for advice on rods and reels, lures and baits, and all the equipment that uh, you might need. Well, bow fishing has exploded as well, and all the bows, reels, special arrows, even tricked-out bow fishing boats, and more are there to make your next trip and adventure very, very special, a memory that you won't forget. Well, let me tell you that the knowledgeable outfitters at Bass Pro Shops Cabela's are ready to assist you with finding exactly what you need to make the next fishing or bow fishing trip enjoyable and certainly successful. Well, Bass Pro Shops founder, Johnny Morris, he's challenging families to put down those digital devices and and discover fishing and the great outdoors this summer. In a world where kids are increasingly surrounded by screens and digital distractions, it's more important than ever to help them get outdoors and discover the joy of fishing. Well, rest assured, we at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's have made a commitment to inspiring the next generation of conservationists, sportsmen, and women, and we hope everyone joins us out on the water. Let's go fish! Well, we've got another outstanding show for you today. In fact, this anniversary show is our 365th. Our guest for the entire show is Bass Pro Shop's John Paul Morris. He's a visionary leader who's helping feed the growing interest in archery, bow fishing, and bow hunting. He's pioneering unique innovations in bow fishing and bow hunting equipment. He's a creative and thoughtful and passionate hunter and angler that has brought competitive and recreational bow fishing to new heights. Of interest and participation, well, J.P. is a very important member and a leader of the Bass Pro Shops Cabela's team. This worldwide sportsman, a, a graduate of Old Miss, he's playing a major strategic role in putting this Forbes Best Employer company on the map and on the minds of millions, tens of millions of American sportsmen and women. Well, John Paul is dedicated to the future of conservation and preserving our rich hunting and fishing traditions and heritage. He's formerly served on the boards of the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, Quality Deer Management, and he currently serves as a trustee of the Ducks Unlimited's Wetland Americans Trust. John Paul's the founder of the U.S. Open Bow Fishing Championship, owner of Oneida Bows, member of the Redhead Pro Hunting Team, and is co-leader at the Office of the Customer Service at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, in addition to supporting major marketing and product development efforts. He's the co-host of the award-winning Habit television show, and he's right here with us today. Please welcome back to Outdoor World, my good friend, John Paul Mars. JP, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me, Rob. Sure happy you know, to be on here. It's been a uh... Uh, great getting to join you a few times over the years, along with a lot of other great guests, and so always pretty entertaining and always a chance to learn something new. Well,
0: it is, and we're going to learn something new today with bow fishing. And uh, you know, there's no doubt that uh, that the COVID has altered many plans, numerous plans for sporting activities this year. And you know, from spring turkey and bear hunting to events out on the water, like a couple months delay and the reduced major uh, league fishing tour even the cancellation this year's uh, u.s open bow fishing championships well conversely we've seen that record uh sales of fishing licenses and the record numbers of people fishing unbelievable numbers of people taking to the great outdoors whether it's hiking or backpacking canoeing boating recreational shooting turkey hunting i've got to ask is there a silver lining to this covid crisis and and if so what do you see from your perspective
1: well, you know, Rob, obviously uh, covid nineteen's had uh, a huge impact on not only uh, America but around the world, and it's changed a lot of the ways that we have to go about business, a lot of the ways that Americans go about their everyday lives, and, you know, there's been a lot of hardships uh, associated with it. I know even just for here, for us at Bass Pro Cabela's and our outfitters and, And our boat manufacturing plants, you know, we had to make uh, cutbacks uh, back in the springtime and uh, really painful and really tough for a lot of Americans. But, uh, you know, I would say for us, definitely there's a silver lining in this and that it's um, with a lot of other activities being canceled or slowed down with, uh, you know, recreational and organized sports being canceled across the country. It's really given uh, Americans an opportunity to go get reconnected with nature. You know, it's taken, uh, fathers and mothers from taking their kids to soccer games and baseball games all over the country and driving everywhere to now, you know, their kids are still wanting to get outside and go do fun things. And just like you mentioned earlier in the show, it's been great to see, uh, the spike in participation in fishing and, uh, hunting. And I think we're going to see this trend continue into this fall's hunting season as we continue to see the secondary spike of COVID cases. And, um, you know, really it's, it's a good thing because we are taking people that have never been in the outdoors and we're introducing them to these pastimes that we love. And, uh, so while there's been some really tough things, I think, uh, this is going to be great for, conservation across the country. Uh, It'll help uh, educate the average American citizen about just how important, you know, getting outside and enjoying these great resources with their family is. No doubt about it. Well, look, that's
0: going to take us to our next break. When we return, going to continue our visit with John Paul. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, your host here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World.
2: Sirius XM's Rural Radio is your guide to the agricultural markets
0: where expert analysts and traders join our discussion live. Your information.
3: Open up the farm and the challenges we face. You can learn how to do it for yourself. Rural Radio,
0: your gateway to the rural lifestyle. The latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. Rural Radio is the
2: leader in Western sports. We talk about the latest in Western sports. Professional rodeo, bull
4: riding.
1: Sirius XM's Rural Radio. 147. Or listen on your phone when you get out of your car with the Sirius XM app. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There can be no greater issue
0: than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more
4: meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to
0: the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to learn more and take action. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shop's Outdoor World. If you've just tuned in, we're visiting with the founder of the U.S. Open Bow Fishing Championship, John Paul Morris. Well, there's no doubt over the last several years, the sport of bow fishing has advanced in popularity tremendously. John Paul, you've been right there. I mean, you've been part of it. And, you know, there's probably some folks listening right now saying, you know, I've, I've heard of bow fishing and uh, I wonder. If you know, what's it like? So, I've got to ask you, what is it that excites you about bow fishing?
1: Well, you know, Rob, uh, just like a lot of these other sports right now, uh, people have got more time. I think we're getting more and more people introduced to the sport of bow fishing uh, every day, every year. Uh, there's more awareness about this sport now than there's ever been. Uh, most people that I talk to now, hey, they've heard of bow fishing. Most of them still haven't been, but they're at least familiar with the sport and kind of the general, you know, how does bow fishing work? And, uh, you know, bow fishing is just so fun to me because it combines two of my favorite things, and that's bow hunting and fishing. And, you know, it's during a time of year that we're past pretty much all the hunting seasons. We're not to the fall time yet. And it's getting pretty hot, so regular fishing slows down. But we've got one heck of a resource in our country of non-native and, in some cases, invasive fish species that you can go target with your boat. And not only are you helping uh, further conservation and and helping reduce these numbers in some of these waterways, but you can have a heck of a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, kind of a cool thing, actually, I was just down in Kentucky this past weekend. I went and shot in a bow fishing tournament called the Muzzy Classic. And, uh, it was like their 21st year they've been hosting this tournament. It's one of the bigger national bow fishing tournaments. And, you know, one of the coolest things that I saw while I was there was there was a new business that just, just popped up near Kentucky and Barkley Lake, where they have this huge population of silver carp, which mm-hmm. are the jumping, uh, yep. fish everybody familiar with. And this new company is now taking these fish from fishermen and paying them like eight to 12 cents a pound for the fish, depending on what kind of fish they harvest. So now all of a sudden you can go out and have a heck of a lot of fun all day, shoot hundreds of pounds in fish and then turn around and actually sell them. So you're helping conservation and you can pay for your gas bill too. So I thought that was pretty awesome.
0: Yep. For sure. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, hunting and fishing is part of conservation. And, uh, you know, when you look at uh, what you've just described, you know, it puts another white hat on sportsmen and women. And I think we've got to take and promote that at every chance that we can. Well, you know, a lot of people, uh, like you said, they've heard of bow fishing. They maybe are bow hunters or uh, just shooting for archery, target archery. How did you get started in bow fishing? And maybe this will inspire somebody else. Maybe it'll trip the trigger for them to for them to start as well. How did you get started?
1: Well, you know, Rob, as a young kid, uh, I got a bow when I was like eight years old. And I got my first deer with a bow when I was nine. And I just loved shooting my bow. It didn't matter if it was a target or going hunting. I was out in the yard slinging arrows as a kid. And I remember in the spring... Um, occasionally during turkey season we would catch uh carp and buffalo during the spawn and the springtime is one of the best times to start bow fishing especially if you're fishing off the bank because a lot of the fish are in really shallow water and they're pretty visible and you know they're very concentrated so you can have a lot of luck so i started doing that a little bit in the springtime and then what really got me hooked what really gave me the bug for bow fishing was when i was 17 i went and spent two nights bow fishing with a buddy of mine over in oklahoma he had a boat set up with just some cheap old halogen shop lights and an old (laughs) loud generator and we had so much fun out there on the water at night i just got hooked and uh That was the start of one of my lifelong passions and uh, has caused me to spend way too much money on bow fishing over the years, (laughs) but I wouldn't trade for anything. It's one of my favorite pastimes.
0: Yeah. Well, JP, you've been an innovator in the sport of bow fishing and certainly one in its promotion. Uh, You've touched on some of it, but what else do you see that's
1: driving this new interest in bow fishing? Give Give us your thoughts on that. You know, I think one reason that it's becoming so popular across the country is because we have such a resource of rough fish in our country and in our waterways. And with the spread of the silver carp and big head carp up all of our river systems, literally ranging from the southern tip of Louisiana all the way to just short of the Great Lakes. And, you know, the government spending millions and millions and millions of dollars researching and trying to stop the spread of these invasive species so with that comes a lot of success you know you talk to a bass fisherman he goes out and he has a tough day of of fishing he only catches a handful of small fish but you know on the flip side when you go bow fishing uh, we have the chance to harvest really large fish and usually we see a lot of fish and so I think that's what makes it more fun for people, and it's easy to get into because you go, you have fun, you have success, and we've got one heck of a resource. Yep, for sure, plenty of targets. I know you've said you
0: probably shoot more arrows bow fishing than you do in any other hunting pursuit. You know, you mentioned about uh, you know opportunities right to the Great Lakes with bow fishing. Is bow fishing uh, popular nationwide, or is it centered in one particular part of the country?
1: You know, it's growing across the country, Rob. Uh, there are certainly hotbed areas that bow fishing is extremely popular. Uh, some of those that come to mind, you know, would be like Lake Gunnersville in Alabama, Kentucky and Barkley Lake in western uh, Kentucky. Um, here in Missouri, we're lucky we have a lot of reservoirs and rivers that are open to bow fishing. Uh, there are literally carp and gar and these other rough species. Uh, across the entire country and so there's a lot of opportunity you know it's funny you mentioned uh sometimes you take more shots bow fishing than you do in an entire season with your regular bow and um you know, I've been very lucky to uh have a brand called Oneida Eagle Bows and uh, I'm proud to say we build the finest bow fishing bows you can buy and they're all built right here in America by uh you know bow fishermen for bow fishermen mm-hmm. and uh, our bows uh, retail for about $800. And a lot of people kind of balk at that and say, Hey, that's expensive. And while you can start with, you know, any old bow, I started with an old compound deer hunting bow that didn't fit me anymore. But that's one of my things I always use as justification is I tell people, you're going to shoot this bow hundreds, if not thousands of times a night. And you're going to shoot this bow as much in one trip sometimes as you do an entire season with your hunting bow. So when you think about it yeah. that way, it, you really get a lot of use out of your equipment. Yep, for sure. Well, look, that's going to take us to
0: our next break, but when we come back, I want to talk about some of those innovations that have come to the market for bow fishermen. We're going to take that break. we return, going to continue our visit with John Paul. This and a whole lot more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, your host here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us, and we will be right back.
3: Embrace the rustic elegance of a bygone era at Big Cedar Lodge. Located 10 miles south of Branson, Missouri, Big Cedar Lodge is a masterpiece that brings together natural beauty and contemporary luxury. Visitors are invited to explore and experience some of the most popular amenities here. At Big Cedar Lodge, you'll find casual dining options in an unparalleled atmosphere, with signature dishes and local favorites highlighting classic menu items. Take in spectacular views at Devil's Pool, live entertainment at the Buzzard Bar, or relax at Truman Coffee and Cafe, all surrounded by the natural ambiance of the Ozark Mountains. One of the newest additions to the property is Cedar Creek Spa. This 18,000 square foot world-class spa is a private oasis with soothing pools, fireplaces, and a full service salon. In addition to the complete spa experience, there are private suites available. All of these features make Big Cedar an ideal destination for weddings, corporate gatherings, and more. Families have been visiting Big Cedar Lodge for generations, looking to experience what many call a little piece of heaven on earth. To learn more, visit BigCedar.com or call 1-800-BC-Lodge.
0: And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us here. And we're discussing the world of bow fishing with John Paul Morris. You know, with the popularity of bow fishing growing, and you know, it's been an amazing uh, thing to see the innovation in bow fishing equipment and bow fishing boats. And uh, you know, JP talked to us about some of the innovations that have come to market for bow fishermen. I mean, earlier you talked about when you got started, you went with a friend in Oklahoma that, you know, just had a had a rig with some, you know, lights hooked up on it. Well, it's come a long way. Tell us about some of those innovations that you've seen.
1: You know, the sport has come a long way, Rob. And while it's still relatively small, we're growing by leaps and bounds. And one thing I think is really interesting is, you know, in speaking with my dad, uh, you know, he was around the early days of bass fishing. You know, we take it for granted now with, major league fishing and the BASS and the Bassmaster Classic and all these different tours and the size of bass fishing's got to, you know, it's hard to remember the days when it was a tiny sport and they were just having their first tournaments. And my dad said, you know, this sport reminds him so much of the early days of bass fishing from the 1970s when he went to the first national bass tournament. And I think what's cool is I've he's helped give me uh, motivation and, and helped give me the the resources to help continue to grow this sport and you know through our tournaments i've been lucky to meet uh bow fishermen from around the country and with this popularity and the growth in the sport you get smart people thinking about uh you know better ways to uh bow fish how do we improve our equipment And you've seen it come a long way, you know, just in boats like you were talking about. Historically, uh, there were no turnkey bow fishing boats offered anywhere. If you wanted to bow fish off a boat, you had to go buy a boat, find somebody to help you weld up a front platform and maybe a way to mount lights to it. Uh, And so that kind of caused us back in 2013, we came out with our first tracker bow fishing boat we call the Sportsman Series. We started with an 18-foot boat. Now we offer an 18- and a 20-foot boat. These are turnkey boats ready to go. They have the whole front platform, the lights, the trolling motor, the generator, literally everything you need to go from the store right to the water and start bow fishing. Yep,
0: great. Well, you know, there's so many out there that uh, are shooting bows and arrows, whether it's target archery or people that are bow hunting. Do you find that most bow fishermen are also bow hunters Or are they coming from maybe over in the target archery side that, you know, maybe have heard about bow fishing and they're trying, you know, actually for the
1: first time to to shoot a critter? What do you see? You know, I I think that uh, most people that take up bow fishing are already sportsmen. Most of the people that uh, take up bow fishing and get serious about it, look, they either – Uh, bow hunt for deer a lot of them are waterfowl hunters so they already own a boat you know that's capable of going shallow Uh, some of them are fishermen so when i look at this group of of outdoorsmen you know very rarely is bow fishing the only pastime they participate in most of these guys Mm -hmm. are hardcore uh outdoor enthusiasts so Um, I find that they're already hooked on nature and they find this as a new way to go out there and enjoy it and a time to spend more time out on the water with their family and friends. And, you know, I think that's probably one of the most fun things about bow fishing that sets it apart from say bow hunting or duck hunting is that, you know, you're out there with a group of buddies, you can have fun, you can take your family and take your kids And there's a lot of laughs and a lot of camaraderie. And and I think that's what makes bow fishing so special, aside from just the fun of shooting fish.
0: Yeah, I think the social aspect of this thing is just huge. You know, the Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, you know, they monitor the the number of sportsmen and women, you know, whether it's hunting, whether it's fishing. Uh, Do we have any idea how many bow fishermen are in our universe right now?
1: You know, we don't, we don't have a good read because most both, f- most every state, uh, all that's required to go bow fishing is a regular fishing license. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for most of these states or the national fish and wildlife agencies to determine, you know, who's bow fishing versus, uh, who's rod and reel fishing. Um, however, I can say just from my, just from my own intuition, the sport is definitely growing quickly uh you can see the interest in our tournaments growing uh there's a big following on social media for the sport of bow fishing so if you're interested in finding out you know even more info or you're wanting to learn you know how do i find carp where do i go how do i set my bow up uh there's unlimited resources now in today's day and age on you know on digital media so if you look at youtube join some Facebook bow fishing groups. These are great ways to learn more about the sport. And you'll also find that there's a lot of really helpful bow fishermen that live around the country that are more than willing to help introduce you to bow fishing, whether that be through a fishing guide or just reaching out on some of these forums or Facebook pages, you can find really friendly guys that'll help get you off on the right on the right foot.
0: Yep. Great advice. Well here in the show, just quickly What equipment does one need to get started in bow fishing as far as bows, arrows, reels, basic stuff? What do they need?
1: You know, we offer a variety of gear, Bass Pro, Rob. Um, Everything from turnkey packages where you can go in and spend $400 and have, get a bow, a reel, arrows, a rest, everything you need to get out in the water. But let's say you already have a bow. Let's say you're if you're already a bow hunter or maybe your dad or your grandpa has an older bow they used to use, or you can go buy one at a garage sale. Come into one of our stores. All you need is a reel, a reel seat, a rest, and a couple of bow fishing arrows. And uh that'll be all you need to get started. Get out in the water. Uh, you know, you can walk banks. There's a lot of different opportunities for people to get into this sport when they're first starting, uh, where they can find fish and they don't ever have to go out on a boat. So it's a great way to get started and test the waters, but I warn you, be careful because it's easy to get hooked on this sport. <laughs> no question
0: about that. We well, you know, a bow hunter that uh, wants to try or get a taste of bow fishing, uh, what do you recommend as far as getting that rig set up? You mentioned the essentials about the bow, the reel, the arrows, the line. Uh, just go to YouTube or... Can you get that kind of instruction right there in the store?
1: Yeah, so we have some great, super helpful outfitters at our stores across the country. And I'd say more often than not, if you spend a little time in our archery departments and you ask around, you're going to find somebody with an archery department that uh, likes to bow fish. And uh, usually when I spend time out, you know, visiting stores uh, I'll go talk to the guys in the archery department and it never fails. There's always one or two that are big bow fishermen and they always want to talk bow fishing and uh, invite me to come shoot the local area. So you use our outfitters as a resource to help you determine what's the best gear for your bow. Uh, there are two main kind of reels out there. Uh, one's a spinning reel, which is kind of like the push button reel everybody grew up with fishing when you were a young kid. Uh, that's what I use it uses a smaller braided line uh, shoots really fast doesn't make much of a splash in the water when the arrow goes in Um, or there's also another brand called uh, AMS and they make uh, a retriever which is a bottle style reel Uh, this is the way a lot of people start Uh, maybe the arrow doesn't fly quite as fast or enter the water quite as uh, as straight but uh, they're extremely durable and a great way to get started
0: Yep. Well, that takes us to our next break. We return, going to talk a little bit more about this wonderful world of bow fishing. I want to talk a little bit more about the bow fishing boats. All of it with John Paul, this and much more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck here listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back.
4: This is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let's begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Does your name rhyme with old beagle? Do you dart in front of cars? Here's a tough one. Do you have plumage? Do you rub your body against things to mark them? Do you have webbed feet? No, I mean like a... Were you hatched? Do you have fur? I'm not talking back here. Does your boat fly south for the winter with the other boats? Regardless of how you answer, you need to be licensed and registered because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org.
0: Welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we're deep in the subject of bow fishing today. And uh, I want to talk about this innovation of bow fishing boats and the type of rigs that are available at Bass Pro Shops and all of it with John Paul Marsh. JP, you talked a little bit about uh, the boats, but there's a lot, and you've had an awful lot to do. You've led the way in innovation of bow fishing uh, uh, design. Uh, the boat design, in fact, your grizzly all welded eighteen sixty cc sportsman is the official boat of the u s open Bow fishing championship.
1: Tell us more about this boat. It is really tricked out well, you know, Rob, the first time I ever went bow fishing and told you about my buddy in Oklahoma. I literally got so hooked on it uh, when I came back from Oklahoma i went over and paid the guys a visit at our Lebanon, uh, tracker boat plant and said, you guys have got to help me get a boat rigged up for this. And so, uh, we built a 20 foot boat with a front deck on it and some halogen shop lights. And, you know, I fished out of that boat for years and years. And then since now I've built a couple of more boats and every time you build a boat, you learn, uh, things about, you know, what do you really need? Uh, what adds extra weight to the boat? And we had the idea that, you know what, we came up with a turnkey affordable package for fishing with tracker boats. And it has been unbelievably successful. Uh, And so we thought, you know what, we need to do the same thing with our bow fishing boats. And so we offer uh, three different models today, an 18-foot, a 20-foot, and a 20-foot with a kicker motor. And, you know, you've seen technology in bow fishing boats change a lot over the years. Uh, the old halogen shop lights and a huge loud generator was the way of the past. Today, our boats all have um, state-of-the-art LED lighting. Uh, these lights are very low energy draw. They don't get hot. Um, you can run a much smaller generator or even run them on batteries, Um So the technology has come a long way, and it's been pretty cool to see, you know, we were the first ones to pioneer these bow fishing boats, and now you've seen other companies start to copy us. And uh, that's just showing you that there's a huge interest in this sport, and uh, I was really excited, you know, when I was over in this tournament last week in Kentucky. There were, I want to say, about 81 boats that entered the tournament, and There were over 20 tracker bow fishing boats in there. And so that was really exciting for me to see that, you know, a quarter of the boats entering this tournament uh, were boats that we helped design and that they bought from Bass Pro. So that that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we've got another uh, one, in fact, two more. We'll just talk briefly about them, Uh, a scaled down version of what you just talked about, the 2072 CC Sportsman. How's that one different than the 1860?
1: Well, you know, the 1860 is a smaller uh, smaller boat, and that was the first size that we came up with uh, to sell to bow fishermen. And uh, that's a popular boat. Uh, it's more affordable. Uh, you can have smaller outboard on it and still get the same performance. Um, but by far, our most popular boat now uh, with the Tracker lineup is our 2072. And uh, the reason it's so popular for bow fishermen is because it gives you a little bit more room. Uh, it's 12 inches wider than the 18-foot version, which makes it more stable. You know, most of these bow fishing tournaments today are four-man tournaments. So you've got uh, four people on the boat at a time, plus sometimes hundreds of pounds in fish. <laughs> so it's important to have a good-sized boat to make sure you can you know haul that around safely. And uh, that's another thing that I want to touch on with our bow fishing boats, Rob, is the team from Lebanon has worked incredibly hard. You know, when I think of bow fishing, I see some guys go out in small boats with a bunch of gear, a lot of people, and shooting a lot of waiting fish. And uh, sometimes it, you know, is a little scary if something were to go wrong, but – Uh, the team has worked really hard on our tracker, bow fishing boats to add a ton of flotation in them. And honestly, they have more flotation than any other boat that we sell. And, uh, and so that makes you feel really safe when you're out in the water. If you were ever to have an incident that, you know, your boat's not going to go down.
0: How much weight are you talking about in a tournament? I mean, let's say you've had a really great night. What's, what's the most pounds
1: that have been taken in a night and, can handle it on a boat like this? So in 2016, we hosted the United States Open Bow Fishing Championship in Memphis, Tennessee at the Pyramid. And teams could trailer to wherever they wanted, uh, including Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Mississippi. And uh, one team brought back, this is a big 20 tournament. So in these (laughs) tournaments, uh, teams go out and they harvest 20 fish, and then it's the combined weight of all 20. And, uh, this, this team shattered, uh, every record I'd ever seen for a big 20. And they shot over a thousand pounds of fish in one night of bow fishing <laughs> That was over a 50 pound average on their grass carp. So oh my gosh, what totally. Well, a... I can say in all my years of bow fishing, I've never seen a night like that. Um, and so those guys clearly found a heck of a honey hole and, uh, and you know, won the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we're just about run
0: out of time here, but I just want to. How about trailers? I mean, you've got a boat, but now you got to haul it to where you're going to fish. Trailers come with the boats.
1: Yeah, of course, our boats come uh, turnkey packages, just like our fishing boats. Uh, they come with the trailer, the boat, the lights, the generator, the trolling motor. You know, basically everything you need to do. to or Everything you need to go out and enjoy the sport of bow fishing. Uh, is ready to go when you leave the store so well there's no question that once you buy
0: a product like a boat or maybe it's one of our tracker off roads you know you gotta have service after the sale tell us about the service and the industry leading warranty on those boats jp
1: well this is a huge huge selling feature that sets our bow fishing boats apart from all the competition rob and that's that we have a warranty uh if you go buy any other manufacturer's boats and you go weld your own deck on the front, your warranty is voided. Um, so that's a huge selling feature that, got, that people can come, buy a boat from us, have the peace of mind knowing that uh, that they have a warranty on their boat, and we'll stand behind our product. Um, we also have service centers in most of our Bassboro and Cabela's locations across the country. And we've got a dedicated staff. And all of these uh, boat shops that are really good at working on boats so if you want to get fish finders put on your boat if you want to add uh, other technology to your boat or if you need anything fixed uh, you know or even winterized they're a great resource right there at your fingertips to be able to use they're the best
0: well look that's going to take us to our next break we return going to continue our discussion on boat fishing with john paul Morris right here on bass pro shops outdoor world
5: this is rob Keck, and we will be right back We all have it, whether it was passed down from our fathers or grandfathers. We knew it was there, inside us. That need, that longing to walk among the wild. But it's more than just our love of the outdoors that keeps us coming back. It's knowing we serve a purpose to give more than we take, that we're here to carry on a legacy and become stewards of our wildlife. This place embodies that legacy with over a mile and a half of walkable trails and 35,000 live fish, mammals, reptiles, amphibians, and birds to teach and inspire. Stop, and you'll feel it. Listen, and you'll hear it. Asking you to share the wonder. The Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium. Share the wonder.
0: And we are back. And thanks for tuning into Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And if you've just tuned in, we're talking with the founder of the U.S. Open Bow Fishing Championship, John Paul Morris. And, of course, we're talking about bow fishing. JP, let's talk about bows for bow fishing and, uh, you know, especially the Oneida bows in particular. Uh, You know, you've got a big hand in in design and, and you've just mentioned them earlier in the show. And serious bow fishermen know that there's no better bows than Oneida. So talk to us about the Phoenix lever action bow and something about, uh, well, the smooth
1: draw or just the ultimate weight. Tell us about that, that particular bow. Well, you know, Rob, I've been passionate about bow fishing for a long time. And, uh, I started traveling around going to a few tournaments, uh, when I was in college and, uh, One thing that was consistent, every tournament I went to, all the teams that did really well, all the guys that were winning were all shooting Oneida uh, bows. And uh, the opportunity came up um, about five years ago. Um, The gentleman that had owned Oneida for a long time was really passionate about it. Um, was getting up there in age and his family didn't care about the business. And so he started looking, uh, to sell the company and, um, there were several interested parties. We went and looked at it and I think he could tell that I was extremely passionate about the bows, about bow fishing, and that I would do right by his brand. And so, uh, we acquired Oneida about five years ago and, uh, it's been a lot of fun working on the brand and on the bows. We've made several improvements to, to make them better. Uh, I think you would find if you ask bow fishermen across the country, you know, the top bow for bow fishing, I think they would hands down say the Oneida Osprey. Um, and the reason that it is so much different than a lot of the other bows out there is everybody's knows, you know, recurve bows um people know compound bows and i think you've seen you know a general change in archery 30 years ago recurves were popular and then over the last let's say 25 years uh compound bows have really taken the bulk of share of the category and then now in the last 5 years you've started to see a shift toward crossbows um when you look at the sport of bow fishing, there's a couple things that make Oneida bows, uh, better than the rest. And that's that you pair up, uh, a super smooth draw with a ton of efficiency at low draw weight. Mm. And so, uh, you know, there's been a ton of changes in compound bows and they've got them shooting 350, 360 feet per second. Um, however, when you go bow fishing, you know, we're shooting lower draw weights, And uh, our bows are what's called a lever action design. And so if you think about the perfect hybrid between a recurve and a compound bow, we have cams, but also our limbs flex back as well. And uh, most bow fishermen shoot instinctively. So we shoot with fingers. We don't shoot with any sights. Um, It's very much like, you know, throwing a football or playing catch. You just look at the target and and shoot. And, uh, that, that's really what makes our bows so great for the sport of bow fishing is they are literally perfect match. You can shoot them anywhere in the draw cycle. They're extremely fast to shoot and, uh, and very efficient. Well, that said,
0: this is the kind of bow that would really fit well with, uh, a small framed male females kids uh just talk to us about that because you know this is a limiting factor with some people but man here's an opportunity to get you know a low draw weight and uh, uh just just say a few words about that as well because i think this is a real appealing part of bow fishing
1: yeah there's no doubt about that you know as bow fishing starts to grow or continues to grow um i'm always taking new people out bow fishing for the first time and um you know, I'm lucky to take uh, a lot of guys bow fishing, but I probably have more fun taking women and kids than anyone. <laughs> uh, there's, there's something to uh, hitting fish when you're bow fishing. You know, some people think it's like shooting fish in a barrel and the fish don't have a chance. But let me tell you what, sometimes it can be extremely difficult to, to hit your target. And there's a uh, visual um, effect called refraction uh, when you look at a fish in the water. And so when we go to shoot these fish, you know, we have to aim low, uh, sometimes six inches below the fish, sometimes a couple feet below the fish, depending on how deep they are, how clear the water is. Um, so one thing that I find interesting is when I take women and kids out bow fishing, uh, they tend to listen a little better to me. (laughs) And, uh, so when I tell them to aim low, they aim lower. Uh, conversely, a lot of times when I take you know guys that have had a lot of bow fishing or bow hunting experience uh sometimes they're a little hard headed if you will <laughs> and and they don't want to listen and they'll shoot over fish and shoot over fish and shoot over fish and you know I sit there and tell them aim lower aim lower aim lower and then when they finally do make contact they go oh wow you got to aim way low and so I always thought that was interesting but you know the kids and women both have a blast out there in the water with us And like you mentioned, our bows are perfectly suited for youth and for women because uh, they're so efficient at low draw weights. You know, we can take a bow out that's shooting 25 pounds of draw weight, and it'll shoot just as hard, if not harder, than a 35 or 40-pound draw weight on a compound bow. So that really opens the door for more youth and more women to get out there and have success. Just very quickly, specific choice of arrow
0: rests, bow fishing reels, and the line of choice. Tell us about those three things.
1: So for me, um, I like some type of full containment rest. You know, when a fish comes blowing up out of the shallows or you're moving quickly, a lot of times the shots happen really fast. So I like a rest that holds the arrow in there that won't allow it to pop out. And, And that'll give you a better chance of making it happen when, you know, you get those really quick shots or you have to swing on a running fish. As far as the reel goes, uh, I like to shoot a spinning reel. Uh, there's two varieties I go uh, that I use. One is the Muzzy um, Pro HD reel. And also, we have a brand at Bass Pro Shops called Arch Enemy. I also shoot reels from them. Spinning reels, as I said earlier, are faster and have less of a splash, less drag as they're entering the water. And for spinning reels, uh, braided line is line of choice. And so depending on the situation, uh, usually we shoot about 150-pound test braided line. Uh, You know, a lot of times when you're shooting fish at night, the line's getting wrapped around trees or logs or rocks under the water. Uh, It's rubbing on the side of the boat often. So you want an abrasive line that's going to hold up through through the elements to be able to fight these big fish in. Great stuff. Great information. It's going to take us to our final break of the
0: show. We return, going to continue our visit with John Paul. This and much more coming right up. And you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back.
2: Years ago, sportsmen led the first revolt to save what was left of North America's dwindling wildlife resources, and it took purpose and commitment. This crusade began with Theodore Roosevelt forming the Boone and Crockett Club in 1887. Since then, sportsmen and women have been at the forefront of every environmental revolution in this country, providing the vision, funding, and manpower to establish and run what has become the most successful system of wildlife management in the history of mankind. Yet, to this day, our story remains relatively unknown, especially to those who don't hunt or fish. We must tell this story, but we need to do more than that. We must insist that others who claim to be conservationists but work tirelessly on campaigns to end all hunting honestly examine the evidence and then ask themselves, where would the wildlife they cherish be without sportsmen's dollars and without sportsmen's efforts? Conservation had a beginning, but it has no end. To learn more, visit booneandcrockettclub.com. And welcome back to our
0: final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And we've been having a wonderful visit with the co-host of the award-winning television show, The Habit. And uh, I can tell you, he's really one that has, has brought bow fishing, but bow hunting and so many outdoor activities to the forefront on the big screen, John Paul Mars, JP, uh, we are talking about, uh, you know, arrow rest fishing uh, reels, lines. How about arrows? Talk to us about that just very quickly.
1: You know, the primary arrow that people use, Rob, uh, is a fiberglass shaft. Um, no, Not much different than a, than a driveway marker people use up north for when it snows. Um, the main thing that changes is the point. And, you know, when we go out and harvest these fish or go out and target these fish, Uh, We need a harpoon-style point on the end of our arrow that is going to hold, something that when we shoot a fish, you know, we don't want to lose the fish. As they fight and they spin around, occasionally an arrow will pull out. And so there's a few different varieties of uh, points that I like to use. Probably the most common uh, is built by Muzzy, and it's a two-barb setup. Um, You shoot into the fish. The barbs uh, flip back and hold the arrow in the fish, and when you're done, you just unscrew the tip, the barbs flip around backward, and you can remove your arrow. Uh, There's also some uh, bigger tips that have uh, three barbs instead of two. And sometimes in the middle of the summer, uh, fish get really soft in the warm water, and uh, So it's important to use a bigger diameter bow fishing tip that's going to help hold on to those big fish that are fighting hard and those fish that get soft uh, during the hot weather. Um, There's also two things that change depending on what type of reel you're using uh, with your arrows. Uh, For those bow fishermen that use a spinning reel, a push button reel and use braided line, you can tie directly to the back of your arrow. This is going to give you better aero flight. You're going to make a smaller splash when you shoot into the water, and you're going to be able to shoot fish deeper. Uh, If you use a bottle-style reel, it uses a heavier 400-pound test Dacron line. Uh, Dacron line uh, has stretch to it, so if you ever get hung up, Uh, there's a risk of the arrow coming back toward the shooter. And so because of this, those arrows have what's called a slide on it. And you tie your line to the slide, and it slides between the point and the knock of the arrow, and uh, it eliminates the the chances of that arrow coming back and hurting anybody in the boat. Cool. JP,
0: you mentioned 50-pound grass carp. I got to ask you, what is the biggest fish you've ever taken with a bow?
1: Well, you know, Rob, uh, I love chasing giant fish with archery tackle. It is so fun. Uh, it's always a challenge. Um, so, when it comes to me bow fishing, I prefer to go after fewer big fish as opposed to a lot of small ones. The biggest fish I've ever taken, I'm actually looking at a picture of them right now in my office, was I got him on August 31st, 2007. And it was a alligator gar on the Trinity River in Texas. <laughs> oh, my That gosh. was. Eight foot, four inches long and uh, (laughs) bottomed out a 250 pound scale that we had in camp. Get out of here. How the heck did you handle something like that? You know, it's unbelievable fish. Um, These fish are long lived. Um, You know, uh, Texas has uh, put in a one fish per day limit and just recently last year limited harvest even further on the trinity river because they see these fish as a resource uh worth protecting and i totally agree with that you know uh, i love the opportunity to go uh target these fish but definitely feel like we need uh you know uh conservation based uh rules and limits on these fish as well Um uh, you know, that giant fish, it's a super muddy river. It, it was rolling in front of us. Um, I made a shot, got an arrow in it. We were able to pull the fish up and we actually shot it. My dad actually shot it with a second arrow, uh, just kind of as an, as an insurance uh, arrow to make sure that we didn't lose this beautiful fish. And uh, we were able to bring him up to the boat, and it took all four of us in the boat just to pull him over the side. Wow. Um,
0: Exciting. Exciting. Look, we are just out of time, but uh real quickly, you know, we've talked about freshwater bow fishing. Saltwater bow fishing is also really, really big. And, uh, I, you know, I want to get this in before the end. What would be your number one target? Many people are, you know, at the beach right now. They could uh,
1: go bow fishing. What would it be? Well, you know, Rob, uh, saltwater bow fishing is just kind of getting pioneered, honestly. Uh, it's not nearly as popular as freshwater, but there are some species in saltwater that really uh, are perfect for bow fishing. And one of those that comes to mind right off the top is mahi mahi. Uh, you know, they run in schools, they're often near the surface, and uh, they're very conducive to bow fishing. And also for inshore trips, you know, right off uh, the beaches around Florida, a lot of people go target mullet, and uh, they can be. Really tough to hit, but uh, there's a heck of a lot of them, so it can be a lot of fun, and there's a lot of shooting. Yep. We're out of time. When's the next U.S. Open Bowfishing Championship going to take place? Unfortunately, we had to cancel this year's event due to COVID-19. However, uh, next spring, the end of April, uh, we're bringing the U.S. Open right back here to the Ozarks in southern Missouri, Big Cedar Lodge and the home of Bass Pro Shops would urge anybody and everybody, if you've never been to one of our tournaments, come check it out. You'll meet some great people from around the country. You'll get to see some cool equipment, some great boats, and uh, I promise you'll have a lot of fun.
0: JP, thanks for being with us. Thanks for being such a wonderful ambassador, not only for bow fishing and bow hunting, but for conservation and the preservation of our rich hunting and fishing heritage. Folks, that's going to wrap it up today here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Keck. And on behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here, thanks for answering the call. That call to conservation, preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. We'll see you next week.
2: This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Talking all things
1: outdoors. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations.